Welcome to Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show. Get the answers you need about home care and all things related to senior health and help the seniors in your life live safely in the home they love. This is Care Talk on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome to Care Talk, the show about aging well and in the home you love for longer with help from Assurance Home Care. Co-owner Chris McGinn is here and I'm Wendy Daniels. Coming up, we'll find out about a big breakthrough for MS. We'll get answers on how long to keep a mask. The world's oldest man has died and we'll learn about the four things you can do now to live longer. Chris, we're going to kick off this show, though, with all of the things that nobody wants to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But yes, med- Medical milestone testing. Uh, those are the tests that you should get once you hit a certain milestone in terms of your age. And this week, we're focusing on the 50s. So so those that are uh, turning 50, uh, listen up. And uh, those in your 50s <laughs> uh, as well. Uh, so when you go for your annual physical, uh, make sure your doctor performs or recommends these simple tests that may save, save your health and your life later, actually. So colon cancer screening is recommended for everyone at age 50 with with and I think the gold standard is a colonoscopy but there are other choices for colon cancer screening as well uh, colorectal cancer accounted for approximately 11 percent of all newly diagnosed cancers in Ontario making it the third most common cancer after breast and lung so that may be a new fun fact for most people um, weight gain blood pressure immunizations such as uh, your flu vaccine your Ammonia vaccine, shingles, uh, so the chickenpox vaccine um, um, needs to be uh, updated for those over fifty. It's uh, b- because we're prone to, to shingles at that time. Um, no, the is- thing with shingles, Chris, if yeah. I can interrupt just for a sec, if you've had chickenpox, you can get shingles later in life, right? You can, yeah. And you know, we've had clients with shingles, and it's really painful, and so you really don't want it. And it's a simple fix with getting a um, by getting a vaccine for it or. or over 50. So uh, for sure. So um, um, uh, in addition, mammograms and uh, pap tests are important for women. Prostate cancer screening for men. Um, scanning your skin for moles over 50 with all the years in the sun. And, and you know, the sun is, is heating up over, over the years. So um, in terms of intensity and the ozone layer and everything. So check those moles or get your moles checked and, and um, uh, by, by a, a dermatologist or your family doctor. Uh, blood pressure, or excuse me, blood sugar, uh, so screening for pre-diabetes with, with a fasting blood sugar test is something that you can request from your doctor if you're worried, if you have a family history or uh, you're worried about that. Well, if prevention is the goal, then those are definitely great ways to help with that good advice. You're listening to Care Talk, brought to you by Assurance Home Care. To reach them by phone in Ottawa, you can call 613-706-1672. In Toronto, call 416-863-8688. Or in Niagara, 647-370-8124. You can also fill out a form at assurancehomecare.ca and one of the senior nurse managers or client care. 
healthcare specialist will get back to you usually within the hour. Now, prevention can change over time. And Chris, you deal with a lot of situations that come up suddenly, say from a fall, one incident and it shifts everything. What steps do you recommend for preventing falls and other accidents at home? Yeah, so um, great question, Wendy. And and that is true. So 70 to 80 percent of the calls that we receive at Assurance Home Care are people who, um, you know, children of, of loved ones, seniors who have, like you said, had a fall or a sudden change in condition otherwise that requires immediate um, uh, care or attention and uh, and support. And so, <clears throat> yeah, so the idea is uh, what, we're, what we're trying to what we're, we're focusing on is really educating people on simple things that that we can do in the home or you can do in the home that um, can proactively prevent these incidences uh, from happening uh, for the most part. So falls being a huge one. So um, I guess the idea is, is, is like, don't wait. So, you know, don't wait for something, an event to happen to get in front of, to try to get in front of it, because then you're scrambling and you're, you're reacting to a situation and there's um, a lot of value in getting in front of it. So, you know, if we come to your home as a client service specialist or one of our nurses comes, um, we can do a, a home safety assessment in your home. And this is a complimentary service that Assurance Home Care provides. And we do, we look at everything. First of all, we observe the client. So we look at their mobility when they're moving. Are they shuffling? If they're shuffling their feet, that puts them at risk for anything that's on the floor when they're passing by, like cords, you know, some people jimmy rig cords um, in their home to make uh, you know, lamps convenient for them. If they don't have a plug nearby, they'll put an extension cord, and then and then the cord sits across you know a common walking area. That's that's actually a very common um, hazard. Uh, but also, uh, carpets over time sometimes bunch, and uh, people with a shuffling gait that can put them at risk for for tripping. And there's other things. So we do observe, but we also look at um, you know equipment in the bathroom. So we ask questions about you know, do you prefer a bath or a shower and if you're uh, preferring a bath are you still uh, able to get down into the tub and many of us as we age um, it's not it's not easy for us to get down and up out of the tub and um, and you know it's it would be awful to be stuck there so you might be able to get down but you <laughs> might come a day where you're not able to get out and so then what so that's part of the safety assessment is is um, you know do you have a lifeline device that you can call on if you end up in an emergency or you fall at your house and and um, and and you can't get to a phone so there's so many things we even look at you know simple things like lighting uh, proper lighting is is, an, is a really critical feature as our eyes age and our senses start to dull over all, overall um, then we we need to have um, you know not super bright light but adequate lighting especially in those pathways that lead from from the rooms that we use uh, on a day-to-day basis so those are some of the things that we um, would do as a complimentary uh, safety assessment. And it can go, it seems, you know, it seems so simple, but it can go miles in, in, um, in preventing uh, accidents and events from happening in the home environment. 
So what have you learned through your work with Assurance Home Care about how quickly things can change? Well, lots. Um, but but first of all, falls are a big game changer. And so uh, the other thing I've learned is that, is that um, you know, making your wishes known as a senior is a critical component of getting what you want in terms of wish fulfillment. So what we have seen over and over and over, and it's and it's it's like it's like nobody's fault. It's just an education piece. Many people who um, you know call us in crisis, they've had a fall, um, need immediate care. But then the first thing many of the children will say is, "I think it's time for mom to go in a home because she has fallen." Well, first of all, is that in line with your mom's wishes? And and I can tell you, for if you're ninety eight percent of us, you're going to say no. No one wants to go anywhere but in their own home as we age. Um, but but it becomes a default because people um, don't know that there are alternatives. So uh, I think, you know, um, one important feature would be to to educate yourself on what could look what what are the alternatives what are your parents wishes what are your wishes if you are the parent and and looking to age in place um you know make your wishes known put them in writing uh check with your financial advisor to see what what you're able to afford uh in 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 terms of your um you know your aging plan um can you afford to stay in your own home and it's and it's more cost effective than i think most people realize um and certainly um you know, the other thing I've learned, Wendy, is that aging doesn't follow uh, a predictable pattern, um, um, f- the same predictable pattern for everyone. So the big takeaway for me is that, like, age has little to do with it in most cases. So we have some, you know, 95-year-olds. We actually do have a 95-year-old client who is still working. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. And, yeah, and, and independent in their in their daily activities. But we have some 65-year-olds who have chronic medical, chronic medical conditions and are receiving um, care in their home for that. So, so age, of course, does change things physically, but it's not um, something that necessarily uh, by itself should act as a trigger for um, making any changes to your wishes. Mm-hmm. Assurance Home Care has clients from Ottawa to Niagara and a lot of places in between. What is driving the big demand for services in home care today, Chris? Well, definitely um, uh, two services that we offer uh, is 24-7 care. Um, so people who, who are coming home from surgery and need sort of an intensive um, uh, care plan in place to help them recover because they don't want to stay in hospital. We're seeing a lot of that. Um, and, and definitely our live-in service. So uh, live-in service at Assurance Home Care is our specialty. And so if you are looking for live-in services or considering staying your home and aging in place and want that peace of mind, of having a caregiver available should your condition change over time, then um, you then live-in services is a great affordable option for people to to give them that that uh, wish fulfillment and peace of mind at the same time. Does Assurance Home Care specialize in caring for a special demographic? Uh, yeah, I, I I would think that uh, I would say that. Um, 
the majority of our clients are seniors. So we specialize in that. That is our, our specialty area. But we also have uh, many people at different ages and stages with different chronic medical conditions or complex medical conditions or mental health issues that we also service. So um, we we um, we pride ourselves on serve, servicing um, anyone in the in, in any developmental stage, but definitely um, you know our our collective specialty area is everything around seniors. Have you ever had a client? It was just too complex, and you said, "No, we can't care anymore. Uh, we we can't provide those services. It's it's gone beyond." Or is it possible to stay home? It is possible for the whole to time. stay home. So we have, um, you know, sometimes we partner um, with others. It, it, it comes down to capacity. So if we feel like uh, we need a backup um, plan to our plan uh, because someone can't be left alone, say they have a trach, uh, tracheo- uh, an, a tracheostomy, uh, in, and they're in the home environment, uh, that's an indication. Sometimes we educate the family and train the family, but we also sometimes partner with other care providers who might be able to provide um, last minute, you know, if we can service it so so um we, we pride ourselves in you know what it, if there's a will there's a way to get to mix to, to if someone wants to stay at home so excellent you're listening to care talk and we return in a moment with how long to keep your mask the four ways to live longer the world's oldest man and a big breakthrough in ms research welcome back to care talk the assurance home care show on news talk 580 cfra and we're back. Chris McGinn from Assurance Home Care is here, and I'm Wendy Daniels. It looks like we're all going to be wearing masks for a while yet, and there have been new mask guidelines recommended. Upgrading to N95s is definitely, it's definitely more expensive. So let's find out how to get the most out of our masks. And since they are disposable, I don't imagine there's any way to clean them. Yeah, so the New York Times actually featured an article recently on how long can I wear my respirator mask. And um, the article uh, states that never to uh, never try to clean your high-performance mask. So if you are wearing like an N95 or KN95, uh, while it may feel like synthetic fiber, respirator medical-style masks are actually made up of layers of high-tech filters that have been electrostatically charged to better attract and trap particles. So uh, washing a mask or trying to sanitize it with alcohol or peroxide or even ultraviolet light, I've heard that before, will degrade it and make it less effective. So... Um, the idea is to let your mask air out either on a hook or, you know, it's been recommended to put them in a paper bag, not a plastic bag, but a paper bag or a mesh bag, something that's breathable or on a clean shelf and let them, um, uh, um, you know, sort of. Uh, naturally sanitized that way. The best way to keep your mask clean is to wash your hands before touching your mask. Um, always hold the mask only by the straps if you can help it. Um, keep it clean. Keep it in a clean, dry place when you're not wearing it. So um, also keep a few masks on hand and rotate their use so that each mask has plenty of time to air out between uses. So the system in my car of dangling masks from the stick shift is right on track, I think. <laughs> yeah, trendsetter. Yes. 
It's, it's kind of hard to know how long to keep using a mask. So the 40 hours rule was interesting to me, Chris. Yeah, the article in the Times quotes a doctor as saying 40 hours of total use, whether over five, eight hour periods or a bunch of shorter periods should be fine. Um, the straps may become too loose or break. So that's that's an indication that you'd need to change it. Um, the respirator may lose its shape. So another indication that you may have to change it sooner or it may become visible visibly dirty uh, before the 40 hours are up, in which case you should you should replace it. And another um, 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 thing to watch for is, is, is like if it gets wet or soiled, then it's going to affect um, the ability to fil- filter particles. So that would be another indication that you may need to change it sooner. I don't know about you, but I've dropped wearing face makeup because I can't stand taking off a mask and seeing, you know, the color beige on on the inside. Well, (laughs) it's so funny, Wendy. We were just talking in the office last week about we were wondering about lipstick manufacturers and how they're doing during the pandemic because badly, I think. Oh, boy. I imagine some potential clients may have concerns over the potential for exposure when they're allowing caregivers into their home. What measures does Assurance Home Care take in ensuring high standards of health precautions? Oh, great question. So before I answer that, I want to say that it has been proven over and over um, by our health care experts that and and indicated by them that um, being at home with one-on-one care is the safest place to receive care. So in comparison to a retirement home setting, a long-term care setting, a hospital setting, anywhere where you're around more people, you are uh, at a greater risk. And so being in the home with one-on-one care is the safest option. So at Assurance Home Care, infection control measures have always been a part of our day-to-day. So we, you know, before Omicron or before before um, uh, COVID, uh, there was like simple things like the flu. Um, that that we were protecting clients from in the home environment. There's many things that that our seniors are more um, apt to pick up from from us uh, because of their lowered immune system as a function of age. So we've always taken it very seriously. Infection control has always been a big part of it. So proper hand washing, gloves when you're do you're you're providing personal care, and it's for the protection of the caregivers as well. Obviously, uh, gowns in some instances um, are are required. Um, And since uh, COVID, for sure, we have now upgraded to the N95 version of masks with all of our caregivers in in every setting and, and also the use of shields. So we are doing that. Um, in addition to that, uh, caregivers screen both themselves and their clients be- prior to every shift, which is an important feature. Of that's of, really huge. It is. It is. And and you know, obviously, a caregiver is not going to go to their shift if if they're feeling any. Um, any type of illness at all, but particularly the symptoms of, of COVID. So that we have strict rules in place. They will call in. We have a COVID-19 expert nurse on staff who manages the entire process once somebody presents with a symptom, either on the client side or the caregiver side. We also restrict movement of our caregivers. And so we don't allow, um, you know, um, one caregiver to see multiple clients, for instance, in a day or even a week. Um, and the other thing is, is we made a hard stance, even in a caregiver shortage, like there's a national shortage of, of uh, personal support workers in Canada. That's that's no secret. Um, it, it, everybody is feeling that. In spite of that, 
Assurance Home Care put a line in the sand and made it a mandatory policy for everyone to be fully vaccinated before you start at, at Assurance Home Care. And that was a bold move considering um, that, that, that there is a shortage. But interestingly, we only lost a few people um, in, in implementing that mandate. So we're really proud that uh, we are a fully vaccinated care provider. And really assuring to the elderly, especially. Chris, we have an email from Kevin in Pickering. He cares for his father, but will be starting an overnight shift. He's thinking about getting someone in overnight and wonders if the caregiver giver would stay awake the whole time or are they sleeping at that time? Yeah, so no, they, they stay awake. So the idea behind overnight care is if, if you're paying for overnight care for a loved one, there, there's likely a reason why you feel that they need it. And so um, generally that reason is you need the peace of mind that somebody is there either in case of an emergency that happens or you need somebody actually eyes on to help them to the bathroom and back um, in, in at, at night or whatever the case may be. And so for sure, uh, we, uh, our caregivers um, are expected to be awake uh, during during the night shift, and that is an expectation across the board. We do have very few, very few limited exceptions to that, and it's always um, dictated by the family. So the family sometimes will say, I really just want somebody there uh, as a peace of mind piece for me and my sister, you know, uh, that we know that if somebody, if something happens in the middle of the night, mom and dad are not alone. Um, and But the caregiver can sleep as long as they, they, they are um, listening to a baby monitor with a, with a loose ear, you know, during the night. Yeah. Um, so, so we do have very limited exceptions. But in those cases, we actually get a signed document from the family saying that you've agreed that the caregiver can sleep because we don't want any... Um, uh, um, you know, we want to make sure that they 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 know uh, uh, um, what they're getting into. So, in yeah, I think we can squeeze in one more question. This is from Trisha. She's emailed a question about nursing help through Assurance Home Care. Her aunt, who has mobility issues and chronic conditions that need monitoring, doesn't want the inconvenience of trudging out in winter to get weekly blood work. She wonders if it's possible to have one of your nurses book a recurring visit for blood work and perhaps to help her aunt navigate the healthcare system as her health is getting more complicated. Yeah, so we we can do both. Uh, oh, so, good. Yeah, so we can we can. Um, uh, um, uh, draw blood and uh, and um um, the nurses can, and uh, and that's no problem. So you can give us a call if you need that. And we also have care managers who are nurses by background who will help you uh, navigate the home care, the the healthcare um, system. They provide advocacy, support, and education. They can go and attend doctor's appointments with your loved one, ask smart questions because of their background in nursing, um, and also uh, communicate that to the family. They can do research on options for care and also options for treatment and present those, um, you know, in consultation with the doctors, of course. And uh, so there's a lot of value and we're finding um, the feedback from, from clients is that it saves them uh, hours and hours of research time by hiring a care manager. I imagine, yeah, it would. I mean, you just, a lot of seniors are very savvy on computers, but many are not. And can you imagine trying to navigate anything without a computer? Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm. We've got lots more to come. Care Talk will be right back with a story about the world's oldest man, four ways to live longer, and a big breakthrough in MS research. 
Welcome back to Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to Care Talk, the show about aging well and in the home you love for longer. Brought to you by Assurance Home Care. Co-owner Chris McGinn is here. And Chris, not sure if you caught the announcement of the Guinness uh, Book of World Records as the oldest man. He passed away. His name was Saturnino de la Fuente. He's a Spaniard, obviously, who was a, a cobbler by trade. He started working in a shoe factory at the age of 13. He died at the age of 112 years, 341 days. Oh he almost made it to 113. He passed away in Leon, which is in northwestern Spain. He was born in 1909. He has 22 great-grandchildren. Oh, wow. Well, Wendy, first of all, just side note, I'm super impressed at the accent that you used with this man's name. <laughs> Are you Spanish by any chance? Because uh, no. Great. Um, oh, thank wow. you. Uh, that's that's amazing. So there's also this story of, of this man named George uh, Gedenhoff, who celebrated his 100th birthday by downhill skiing. Like, oh no way. my gosh, he said he wanted to go hella skiing, but they were closed. <laughs> can you imagine? So, so this is what a hundred can look like. Good for George. Yeah. They both did something right to be living so long. Yeah, for sure. And still being so adventurous as well. Uh, I've already put my downhill skis on the shelf. So, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting, Wendy, a John Hopkins led study of, of 6,200 men and women over eight years found that those who adopted four smart behaviors reduced the chance of death from all causes within the time frame out of an astounding 80%. So not so, so so not surprising. Here are the four factors, and uh, uh, which are all within your control. So this, uh, I don't think anyone will be surprised uh, by these. But good to have the reminder. So uh, first one is don't smoke. Uh, that makes sense. We're at risk for all kinds of uh, uh, cancers and heart disease, heart issues um, uh, for from uh, smoking. So uh, it also uh, obviously affects our things, it, it, little things like endurance. You know, ability. To, to walk and have the energy to do that um, over time. So, which leads me into the second one: maintaining a healthy weight uh, is is number two. So um, that also has all kinds of uh, benefits for us to stave off things like diabetes and heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Um, number three is get up and move. So um, you know, I think the recommendation is is around thirty minutes a day, but it can be split up. You could do ten minutes here, ten minutes there. So it doesn't have to feel like a job, um, um, uh, you know, to get your 30 minutes in, but just get out and get up and move. um, And it doesn't have to be any particular type of exercise. Just just do it. And then number four, the last one is to make healthy food choices. So um, there's all kinds of ways to do that. You can reference Canada's Food Guide, which has made some important updates uh, over the last couple of years, which I really like Uh, with my nutrition background. um, I, I was not a big fan of the Canada's Food Guide before the before the the recent changes um so more of a focus on whole foods and um reducing red meat and um dairy is not necessarily uh in there anymore as a thing and so um but but you know going back to the mediterranean diet so lots of fruits and vegetables um fish um limiting your red meat like i mentioned things like that so so uh those are the four th- four factors that uh will lead to uh, greater longevity 
Well, easier said than done. Uh, Amazing that the four combined lowered the chance of death from all causes by 80%. And all of those things are easily within our control. You're listening to Care Talk, brought to you by Assurance Home Care. To reach them by phone in Ottawa at 613-706-1672. In Toronto, call 416-863-8688. Or in Niagara, 647-370-8124. You can also fill out the form at assurancehomecare.ca and one of the nurse, senior nurse care managers or client care specialists will get back to you, usually within the hour. Chris, what kind of feedback do you get from clients on how the care you provide has impacted their lives? Oh, well, I think the, the most resounding uh, one that we hear most often is that, um, you know, my mom or dad have always wanted to stay in their home. They've always made it uh, about, they've always said they never want to leave their home. And Assurance Home Care has made that possible. So that's the biggest compliment because that is what we are all about is wish fulfillment. I think the second one that we hear often from the children of those parents is uh, you provided us with such peace of mind knowing that Mm -hmm. um, you were like a boots on the ground family member or the caregivers are in the home allowing us to be the children and not the children and the caregiver at the same time. Um, But you know so many things like from the clients themselves like you know the caregivers are always there for me um we're becoming friends she's she's my friend uh we have such a good rapport i'm i'm back to baking uh you know because some people you know have limitations and mobility or whatever the case may be and we help remove those barriers by putting in just a little bit of care that's necessary for them to get back to doing the things they enjoy and what characteristics would you say make a good caregiver well, definitely the number one, I think, for, for me and for our company is, is, is servant's heart. So it's that notion of, you know, a super caring and nurturing person uh, by nature who uh, also, um, you know, uh, has a can-do attitude. So uh, removing barriers to, to activity so that we're all about, you know, um, encouraging people to remain as independent as they possibly can, but with, with support and making it safe. And so those caregivers that are the best are the ones who anticipate where the needs are, are proactive in, in, um, in um, knowing when to when to step in uh, and and when to allow space as well because it's also you know for some people it's a pride thing you know they don't want to admit that they need help and so so a, a caregiver kind of like needs to slide around and get to know that person very well um, and be attentive and responsive to to everything that they need so um, so I think those are the those are the uh, the best characteristics um, Uh, in our Mm -hmm. caregivers when it comes to caregiver training what's involved well, lots of lots of uh, things. So we do have a um, a uh, best in class online training platform that all of our caregivers uh, have um, have access to, and it's all free. Assurance Home Care uh, covers the cost of this, and they there's over 200 courses that they can take in any area of interest that they that they have. But we also our nurses also look for opportunities um, if we have a, a care team in with somebody who has say challenging dementia behaviors. Our nurses will flag that team and actually
actually um, uh, put out training for them to help them manage uh, those those difficult situations that sometimes crop up with certain uh, presentations. We also provide our nurses um, one-on-one uh, training, coaching, and mentoring in the field as needed on an as-needed basis. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And what, what are some of the checks and balances that you make with caregivers in order to provide the best experience for your clients? Yeah, well, I think the number one thing we do is, is first of all, we, we ask for feedback from both clients and caregivers. Um, is the person doing for the client? It's like, is this a good fit of a caregiver? Are, did we get the care plan right? Do we need to make any adjustments? For the caregiver, those kinds of things. For the caregiver, we ask, um, is, is, is this the care plan? Is the care plan accurate? In, in, or are you finding that it's more? Because um, then we need to adjust that. Um, is this a good fit in terms of are you feeling confident and and uh, in your ability to service this client and wh- whatever their needs are? And then we also have our nurses do supervisory visits in the field. And those are both announced and unannounced. So the, sometimes they'll just go knock on the door depending on the circumstances. And in particular cases with certain clients, um, uh, then we'll go and just knock on the door and check up. On, on both caregivers and clients and garnish feedback in person. Amazing. You don't get that on Kijiji, do you? Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. How could someone become a caregiver for Assurance Home Care? Oh, we're always looking for great people. So please give us a call at any of our offices in any of our locations. You can also email us uh, um, at assurance, support at assurancehomecare.ca. Uh, we have a designated uh, director of people and culture named Melissa who would love to speak with you. Care Talk will be right back with news on a medical breakthrough in MS. Welcome back to Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. And we're back. Chris, there was a big discovery regarding what causes MS and what could lead to an eventual vaccine for it in the future. What's the big news out of Harvard? Well, um, if, okay, for, for, first of all, let's let, j- just let people know that um, MS is multiple sclerosis. It's a chronic condition that affects the central nervous system, which comprises the brain and the spinal cord. It's essentially when your immune system attacks the myelin sheath, which is um, uh, um, a fatty substance that covers and protects and insulates the, the brain and the spinal cord. And um, so uh, when the immune system um, uh, attacks it, it causes inflammation, which then alters the electrical messages to the brain. So according to a study led by researchers at Harvard um, uh, in the public health department, multiple sclerosis, uh, which is the progressive disease, affects 2.8 million people worldwide and for which there is no definitive cure. Um, it's likely caused by an infection with the Epstein-Barr virus. So this is big because it suggests that most multiple sclerosis cases could be prevented by stopping the Epstein-Barr virus infection and that targeting Epstein-Barr virus could lead to the discovery of a cure for MS. So to determine the connection between Epstein-Barr and MS, the researchers conducted a study among more than 10 million young adults on active duty in the U.S. military, and they learned that the onset of MS symptoms begins about about 10 years after Epstein-Barr virus infection. 
That's incredible. And that's a huge sample, 10 million. So let me get this straight. If the theory then is that if you can stop the infection from Epstein-Barr virus, you can prevent MS down the road? Yes. But currently, there's no way to effectively prevent or treat Epstein-Barr infection. Uh, but an Epstein-Barr vaccine, vi- virus vaccine, or targeting the virus with Epstein-Barr virus-specific antiviral drugs could ultimately prevent or cure MS. That holds so much promise for the future. Mm-hmm. We're learning is so much about potential, the potential of vaccines on health care lately. You're listening to Care Talk, brought to you by Assurance Home Care. Now, to reach Assurance by phone in Ottawa, it's easy, 613-706-1672. In Toronto, call 416-863-8688. Or in Niagara, 647-370-8124. You can also fill out the form at assurancehomecare.ca. And one of the senior nurse managers or client care specialists will get back to you, usually within the hour. Chris, when your caregivers start with a client, it can be a relationship really that lasts for years. How do you go about trying to find that great match? Yeah, that, that's a great question, Wendy. And it, and it starts with the home assessment. And so we meet with the client and their family in some cases uh, to discuss, uh, you know, obviously all the care needs and everything. But uh, but equally important is to get the fit right with the personality of the caregiver. And so um, we spend a lot of time like, uh, what does the ideal caregiver um um, feel like to you. So, you know, some people like that fly on the wall approach. It's, it's hard to articulate that. So we do ask, like, what does the ideal caregiver, uh, look like, feel like, act like to try to, to, um, you know, draw a composite, <laughs> a composite, yeah. uh, so that we can, we can, uh, tease out who might be the good fit. And we have, uh, clients who have, like, uh, you know, years relationships with, with caregivers, uh, as a result of getting that fit right. So what would be the longest match between client and caregiver you've had at Assurance Home Care? Well, considering Assurance Home Care is, is only about seven years old, we do have a client who's had the same caregiver for 6.5 years. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yes, it is. It is. Well, certain ages bring about different scenarios in life. And there comes an age when it seems that many of your friends are talking about having to help their parents more and more with different tasks. And the one thing that's universal is when that starts, the needs always increase. And some people aren't lucky enough to have kids or kids in town to lean on. So rather than move into assisted living, how can bringing in help from assurance home care save money? Yeah, well, you know, if it, because it's that's a good question because a lot of people don't realize that if you move into a retirement home, that um, if you when your needs start to change, the home may or may not have. Um, um, uh, additional care that you can then purchase. So there's there's often an a la carte menu at retirement homes. So as your needs change, there there may be a, a scenario where you need uh, more care and you have to purchase it out of pocket. So for instance, say you just need help with medications, but you have medications three times a day. Well, that can cost you sometimes four hundred dollars a month in addition to your your monthly charges, and that's just you know all you're getting is medications. But then if you add on, um, you know, a loved one develop 
developing dementia and there isn't a memory care ward and you don't want to move that person out of there, uh, then you're looking at potentially a 24-hour care solution on top of what you're already paying for the retirement home. So staying in your home has so many benefits for um, social, psychological, and physical reasons and also in your pocketbook because we, at Assurance Home Care at least, we, we charge by the day for that. It's a reasonable um, daily fee that encompasses uh, everything that you need at, and as your care needs change. You don't have to switch out caregivers. You don't have to add on. Um, so it's, it can be a really um, inexpensive uh, and affordable option for, for most people. Mm-hmm. So many of your clients have varying stages of dementia and your caregivers are trained with ways to keep things peaceful at home, which brings me to this email. It's from Wayne who asks if you have any suggestions for helping his father with agitation in the early evenings. He says his father is quite content most of the day, just not in the evenings. Yeah. So this is, um, that's, that's a good question. And, um, and, uh, for sure. So, um, what what the, what he may be referring to is a phenomenon called sundowning, and sundowning is a phenomenon in the sense that um, the experts don't know what causes it, but it happens at a particular time of day when we are transitioning from daylight to evening, where some dementia clients, uh, pe- people with dementia, um, have adverse. Uh, an adverse reaction to that change in the day, and that and it's characterized by um, things like anxiety, fear, agitation, sometimes aggression, sometimes. So there are things that you can do um, to to um, uh, to mitigate the risk of somebody sundowning, and there is some research to suggest that sometimes when people are sundowning, it's as a result of uh, shadows that are cut cast um, that come in. Th- you know, when that transition from sunlight to, to um, night time happens, uh, that shadows are cast into the home that causes some some. Um, um, anxiety, and so simply closing the curtains can be a solution for some. Um, but also, like the idea behind everything that you do is to keep the environment, particularly at that time of day, but also uh, you know lots of times a day, um, ca- as calm as possible. So, and also using things to distract and keep the person engaged in something um, um, uh, to keep them busy during that time of day, so that they're not. Um, you know, less apt to to feel that anxiety. So things like having them assist with uh, folding laundry at that time of day or, um, you know, helping with certain parts of the meal preparation that are safe for them them to assist with. Anything that engages them in something that distracts them from what's happening at that time of day. But you can also use things like um, reassuring language in the tone of your voice and, and, and gentle touch as a family member. Like, you know, dad... It's okay. You're safe with me, you know, and just putting your hand on their shoulder or sitting next to them. That in itself can be very calming. Why is routine so important for dementia patients? We all like routine. We all thrive uh, when we have a routine. That's that that is just human nature. Um, but for dementia clients, especially, you know, your brain is super confused um, and and things. So so having a familiar environment, <clears throat> familiar faces and even familiar food um, are super important. So that routine around everything that you've gotten used to. So things that are um, things that are familiar um, and predictable become critical to maintain a sense of calm. So routine causes 
causes come with routine comes predictability and with predictability comes calm. I can't believe our time is up already. It feels like we're just getting going, but that's it for Care Talk. We will do it again next week on behalf of Chris McGinn and myself. I'd like to thank you for joining us and wish you a terrific week.